the Bible, a collection of 66 different books by around 40 different authors from many different backgrounds. There were kings and shepherds, soldiers, fishermen, doctors, poets and farmers. Some were young, some old, some rich, and some poor. And they wrote, each reflecting his own personality and style. From a wide variety of life circumstances. All the way from palace thrones and bedrooms. To the dungeons down in the palace basement. From seashores to mountaintops. And to the backsides of dry desert wastelands. In their books, the writers issued hundreds of specific future prophecies, all perfectly fulfilled or awaiting fulfillment. And they discuss every aspect of human life, hundreds of complicated and controversial topics. And yet, there is a unity and consistency of message in the Bible, from start to finish, that is nothing short of miraculous. Throughout history and today, millions of people around the globe call this book the Holy Bible, the very Word of God. It claims to be a self-revelation of the Supreme Being, the Creator Himself, stepping out of eternity into time and space to tell us and show us what He is like and to let us know His plan for our lives here on earth and in the hereafter. The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar is your chance to actually hear, discuss, and decide for yourself about this book, the Bible. Stay tuned, and at the very least, you'll hear the beauty, wisdom, romance, adventure, and intrigue of the world's greatest literature, the best-selling, most translated book of all history. But more importantly, God himself just might speak to your heart and change your life forever. Now, here's the host of The Bible Live, Sophie Dollar. All right, can you believe it? We're already days into a brand new year. <laughs> the year is speeding by. You know, actually, this one started out with a lot more calm as far as I'm concerned. Last year just slipped away. I'm glad you're here with us this evening for this edition of The Bible Live. Your opportunity now to listen to the Bible all the way through. I'm hearing from a number of people emails and correspondence we get about the broadcast as we have uh, supporters and those who help us with the broadcast, some from other parts of the country actually that know what we're doing and feel a desire to help put the Bible on the airwaves across the land and that we really need that assistance. And thank many of you as well. Sending in $10 a month, $5 a month, $25 a month, we really do appreciate your making us a part of your commitment your giving, your investment in helping to reach our world for the cause of Christ. We all support our, our local congregations and missions and missionaries. We try to help feed those who need food and clothe those who need clothing. All of us have decisions to make about where we will invest to be a part of helping impact our world. And uh, so many of you have joined with us and are enthusiastic about this opportunity and this vision to put the Bible itself on the airwaves across the nation. So thank you so very much for your support and, and for your prayers. We want to encourage those of you who may be just thinking about it. You've been hearing the broadcast. You love the idea of the broadcast, the vision of what we're trying to do. And maybe you'd like to join with us and become a part of the team. We really would encourage your participation. There are no salaries. Let me tell you that for sure. The Bible Live is a vision to broadcast the life-changing scriptures, the Bible itself. And there are no stars other than the scriptures. As we've often said, this is God's talk show. It's Him speaking to people through His Word. And there are so many of you who have been impacted by the Scriptures, and you know the power of God's Word. 
and you would like to join us in this effort to broadcast the scriptures, not only here in our own city in South Texas, but across the nation. We really would appreciate your partnership. Go to our website, thebiblelive.com. At the end of the broadcast, there's some information about how to do that if you'd like. Well, tonight we continue through the book of Numbers. We're going to pick up in chapter 14. But right now, let's go to our Wisdom and Worship segment. We start tonight the beautiful Psalm 31 on The Bible Live. Psalm 31, verses 17 through 24. Don't let me be disgraced, O Lord, for I call out to you for help. Let the wicked be disgraced. Let them lie silent in the grave. May their lying lips be silenced, those proud and arrogant lips that accuse the godly. Your goodness is so great. You have stored up great blessings for those who honor you. You have done so much for those who come to you for protection, blessing them before the watching world. You hide them in the shelter of your presence, safe from those who conspire against them. You shelter them in your presence, far from accusing tongues. Praise the Lord, for He has shown me His unfailing love. He kept me safe when my city was under attack. In sudden fear I had cried out, I have been cut off from the Lord. But you heard my cry for mercy and answered my call for help. Love the Lord, all you faithful ones, for the Lord protects those who are loyal to Him but he harshly punishes all who are arrogant. So be strong and take courage, all you who put your hope in the Lord. End of reading, Psalm 31, verses 17 through 24. The crowd is kind and quick to pull you Well, I was wrong in my intro there. I said we would start the beautiful Psalm 31. That was the final third of that psalm communicating that in times of stress, we must depend upon God with all our commitment, total commitment. That's what's called for. Well, the people of Israel have moved out from the shadow of Mount Sinai. They have gone north. They have come to the place of Kadesh, K-A-D-E-S-H. And from there, they were to launch their invasion of the promised land. If they were going to believe God, they had to take that step of faith to move on into the land. They have taken the census of their warriors. They knew they had over 600,000 men of arms. They have organized themselves. Everything was prepared. They had certainty and clarity of God's promise that he would give them the promised land, and yet they refused to go into the land. The 12 spies that went in, 10 of them came back with a negative report. We can't do it. They make us look like grasshoppers. Only two, Caleb and Joshua, came back saying, let's trust God, we can do it. But that incited a rebellion, and the people turned back. They would not enter into the promised land. So now we begin the consequences of their lack of faith. They did not enter into their rest. It is a great lesson for us as well tonight from the book of Numbers on the Bible Life. Numbers 14.26 through 16.50 Numbers 14 Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, How long will this wicked nation complain about me? I have heard everything the Israelites have been saying. Now tell them this, As surely as I live, I will do to you the very things I heard you say. I, the Lord, have spoken. You will all die here in this wilderness. Because you complained against me, None of you who are twenty years old or older and were counted in the census will enter the land I swore to give you. The only exceptions will be Caleb son of Jephunneh and Joshua son of Nun. You said your children would be taken captive 
Well, I will bring them safely into the land, and they will enjoy what you have despised. But as for you, your dead bodies will fall in this wilderness, and your children will be like shepherds, wandering in the wilderness forty years. In this way they will pay for your faithlessness until the last of you lies dead in the wilderness. Because the men who explored the land were there for forty days, you must wander in the wilderness for forty years, a year for each day, suffering the consequences of your sins. You will discover what it is like to have me for an enemy. I, the Lord, have spoken. I will do these things to every member of the community who has conspired against me. They will all die here in this wilderness. Then the ten scouts who had incited the rebellion against the Lord by spreading discouraging reports about the land were struck dead with a plague before the Lord. Of the twelve who had explored the land, only Joshua and Caleb remained alive. When Moses reported the Lord's words to the Israelites, there was much sorrow among the people. So they got up early the next morning and set out for the hill country of Canaan. Let's go, they said. We realize that we have sinned, but now we are ready to enter the land the Lord has promised us. But Moses said, Why are you now disobeying the Lord's orders to return to the wilderness? It won't work. Do not go into the land now. You will only be crushed by your enemies because the Lord is not with you. When you face the Amalekites and Canaanites in battle, you will be slaughtered. The Lord will abandon you because you have abandoned the Lord. But the people pushed ahead toward the hill country of Canaan, despite the fact that neither Moses nor the Ark of the Lord's Covenant left the camp. Then the Amalekites and the Canaanites who lived in those hills came down and attacked them and chased them as far as Hormah. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Numbers 15. The Lord told Moses to give these instructions to the people of Israel. When you finally settle in the land I am going to give you, and you want to please the Lord with a burnt offering or any other offering given by fire, the sacrifice must be an animal from your flocks of sheep and goats or from your herds of cattle. When it is an ordinary burnt offering, a sacrifice to fulfill a vow, a free will offering, or a special sacrifice at any of the annual festivals, whoever brings it must also give to the Lord a grain offering of two quarts of choice flour mixed with one quart of olive oil. For each lamb offered as a whole burnt offering, you must also present one quart of wine for a drink offering. If the sacrifice is a ram, give three quarts of choice flour mixed with two and a half pints of olive oil, and give two and a half pints of wine for a drink offering. This sacrifice will be very pleasing to the Lord. When you present a young bull as a burnt offering or a sacrifice in fulfillment of a special vow or as a peace offering to the Lord, then the grain offering accompanying it must include five quarts of choice flour mixed with two quarts of olive oil plus two quarts of wine for the drink offering. This will be an offering made by fire very pleasing to the Lord. These are the instructions for what is to accompany each sacrificial bull, ram, lamb, or young goat. Each of you must do this with each offering you present. If you native Israelites want to present an offering by fire that is pleasing to the Lord, you must follow all these instructions. And if any foreigners living among you want to present an offering by fire pleasing to the Lord, they must follow the same procedures. Native Israelites and foreigners are the same before the Lord and are subject to the same laws. This is a permanent law for you. The same instructions and regulations will apply both to you and to the foreigners living among you. The Lord also said to Moses at this time, Give the people of Israel the following instructions. When you arrive in the land where I am taking you, you will eat from the crops that grow there, but you must set some aside as a gift to the Lord. Present a cake from the first of the flour you grind and set it aside as a gift, as you do with the first grain from the threshing floor. 
throughout the generations to come, you are to present this offering to the Lord each year from the first of your ground flour. But suppose some of you unintentionally fail to carry out all these commands that the Lord has given you through Moses. And suppose some of your descendants in the future fail to do everything the Lord has commanded through Moses. If the mistake was done unintentionally and the community was unaware of it, the whole community must present a young bull for a burnt offering. It will be pleasing to the Lord and it must be offered along with the prescribed grain offering and drink offering and with one male goat for a sin offering. With it the priest will make atonement for the whole community of Israel and they will be forgiven. For it was an unintentional sin and they have corrected it with their offering given to the Lord by fire and by their sin offering. The whole community of Israel will be forgiven, including the foreigners living among you, for the entire population was involved in the sin. If the unintentional sin is committed by an individual, the guilty person must bring a one-year-old female goat for a sin offering. The priest will make atonement for the guilty person before the Lord, and that person will be forgiven. This same law applies both to native Israelites and the foreigners living among you. But those who brazenly violate the Lord's will, whether native Israelites or foreigners, blaspheme the Lord, and they must be cut off from the community. Since they have treated the Lord's word with contempt and deliberately disobeyed His commands, they must be completely cut off and suffer the consequences of their guilt. One day, while the people of Israel were in the wilderness, they caught a man gathering wood on the Sabbath day. He was apprehended and taken before Moses, Aaron, and the rest of the community. They held him in custody because they did not know what to do with him. Then the Lord said to Moses, The man must be put to death. The whole community must stone him outside the camp. So the whole community took the man outside the camp and stoned him to death, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. And the Lord said to Moses, Say to the people of Israel, Throughout the generations to come you must make tassels for the hems of your clothing and attach the tassels at each corner with a blue cord. The tassels will remind you of the commands of the Lord and that you are to obey His commands instead of following your own desires and going your own ways, as you are prone to do. The tassels will help you remember that you must obey all my commands and be holy to your God. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt that I might be your God. I am the Lord your God. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Numbers 16. One day Korah, son of Ishar, a descendant of Kohath, son of Levi, conspired with Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, and On, son of Peleth, from the tribe of Reuben. They incited a rebellion against Moses involving 250 other prominent leaders, all members of the assembly. They went to Moses and Aaron and said, You have gone too far. Everyone in Israel has been set apart by the Lord, and he is with all of us. What right do you have to act as though you are greater than anyone else among all these people of the Lord? When Moses heard what they were saying, he threw himself down with his face to the ground. Then he said to Korah and his followers, Tomorrow morning the Lord will show us who belongs to him and who is holy. The Lord will allow those who are chosen to enter his holy presence. You, Korah, and all your followers must do this. Take incense burners and burn incense in them tomorrow before the Lord. Then we will see whom the Lord chooses as his holy one. You Levites are the ones who have gone too far. Then Moses spoke again to Korah. Now listen, you Levites. Does it seem a small thing to you that the God of Israel has chosen you from among all the people of Israel to be near him as you serve in the Lord's tabernacle and to stand before the people to minister to them? He has given this special ministry only to you and your fellow Levites 
but now you are demanding the priesthood as well? The one you are really revolting against is the Lord. And who is Aaron that you are complaining about him? Then Moses summoned Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab. But they replied, We refuse to come. Isn't it enough that you brought us out of Egypt, a land flowing with milk and honey, to kill us here in this wilderness, and that you now treat us like your subjects? What's more, you haven't brought us into the land flowing with milk and honey, or given us an inheritance of fields and vineyards. Are you trying to fool us? We will not come. Then Moses became very angry and said to the Lord, Do not accept their offerings. I have not taken so much as a donkey from them, and I have never hurt a single one of them. And Moses said to Korah, Come here tomorrow and present yourself before the Lord with all your followers. Aaron will also be here. Be sure that each of your 250 followers brings an incense burner with incense on it, so you can present them before the Lord. Aaron will also bring his incense burner. So these men came with their incense burners, placed burning coals and incense on them, and stood at the entrance of the tabernacle with Moses and Aaron. Meanwhile, Korah had stirred up the entire community against Moses and Aaron, and they all assembled at the tabernacle entrance. Then the glorious presence of the Lord appeared to the whole community, and the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Get away from these people so that I may instantly destroy them. But Moses and Aaron fell face down on the ground. O oh God, the God and source of all life, they pleaded. Must you be angry with all the people when only one man sins? And the Lord said to Moses, Then tell all the people to get away from the tents of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. So Moses got up and rushed over to the tents of Dathan and Abiram, followed closely by the Israelite leaders. Quick, he told the people, get away from the tents of these wicked men and don't touch anything that belongs to them. If you do, you will be destroyed for their sins. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. So all the people stood back from the tents of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. Then Dathan and Abiram came out and stood at the entrances of their tents with their wives and children and little ones. And Moses said, By this you will know that the Lord has sent me to do all these things that I have done, for I have not done them on my own. If these men die a natural death, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord performs a miracle, and the ground opens up and swallows them and all their belongings, and they go down alive into the grave, then you will know that these men have despised the Lord. He had hardly finished speaking the words when the ground suddenly split open beneath them. The earth opened up and swallowed them in, along with their households and the followers who were standing with them, and everything they owned. So they went down alive into the grave, along with their belongings. The earth closed over them, and they all vanished. All of the people of Israel fled as they heard their screams, fearing that the earth would swallow them too. Then fire blazed forth from the Lord, and burned up the 250 men who were offering incense. And the Lord said to Moses, Tell Eleazar, son of Aaron the priest, to pull all the incense burners from the fire, for they are holy. Also tell him to scatter the burning incense from the burners of these men who have sinned at the cost of their lives. He must then hammer the metal of the incense burners into a sheet as a covering for the altar. For these burners have become holy because they were used in the Lord's presence. The altar covering will then serve as a warning to the people of Israel. So Eleazar the priest collected the 250 bronze incense burners that had been used by the men who died in the fire, and they were hammered out into a sheet of metal to cover the altar. This would warn the Israelites that no unauthorized man, no one who was not a descendant of Aaron, should ever enter the Lord's presence to burn incense. 
If anyone did, the same thing would happen to him as happened to Korah and his followers. Thus the Lord's instructions to Moses were carried out. But the very next morning, the whole community began muttering again against Moses and Aaron, saying, You two have killed the Lord's people. As the people gathered to protest to Moses and Aaron, they turned toward the tabernacle and saw that the cloud had covered it, and the glorious presence of the Lord appeared. Moses and Aaron came and stood at the entrance of the tabernacle, and the Lord said to Moses, Get away from these people, so that I can instantly destroy them. But Moses and Aaron fell face down on the ground, and Moses said to Aaron, Quick, take an incense burner and place burning coals on it from the altar. Lay incense on it and carry it quickly among the people to make atonement for them. The Lord's anger is blazing among them. The plague has already begun. Aaron did as Moses told him and ran out among the people. The plague indeed had already begun, but Aaron burned the incense and made atonement for them. He stood between the living and the dead until the plague was stopped. But 14,700 people died in that plague, in addition to those who had died in the incident involving Korah. Then, because the plague had stopped, Aaron returned to Moses at the entrance of the tabernacle. End of reading, Numbers 14.26 through 16.50. Take my body, build it up. It be broken as an offering of love. For I am nothing, I am nothing without you. You're listening to The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. Nothing without you, Lord, that is the truth. And that, of course, is what the people of Israel over and over again are having to learn, that without God, apart from him, we are nothing. We cannot do it. We will surely fail. And all of us continually have to learn that lesson. It's it's so interesting. Jackie and I were just talking the other night about the whole idea of surrendering our heart and life, total surrender to God. And we were talking about the, the idea of the, the book of Hebrews talks about giving our lives as a living offering, a living sacrifice. We were talking about the fact that the, the only problem with a living sacrifice is that it keeps crawling off the altar, and that's that's what we do. And then we have to learn again and come to the end of ourselves. I guess that's why the Lord says we must die daily to ourselves, to our own selfish desires, to depending upon our own strength and our own understanding and live by faith entirely, trusting in Him in His power and demonstrating that trust, demonstrating that faith in God by obeying Him. No matter what our mind tells us to do or others tell us to do or the world's wisdom tells us to do, our faith and trust is in God, and we demonstrate that faith by obeying what He says. It doesn't always make sense from a worldly point of view, but God makes it make sense when when we trust and obey Him. Remember, there is that conspiracy of circumstances that we quote so often from the book of Romans, chapter 8, that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord. God has placed the universe and placed this planet to spinning with that in mind. There is a conspiracy of circumstances. All things are going to turn as God requires and desires that it turn out, 
And if we are his people, that means that all things are going to turn toward ultimate blessing for us in our lives. We must believe that, trust in that, and act upon that. From the book of Numbers tonight, this passage following the time, the failure of the people of Israel to enter into the land of Canaan, now we begin to see some of the consequences and just a little bit of the major events that occurred during that 40-year period in the wilderness. Moses and Aaron are the God-anointed, God-appointed leaders. It doesn't mean they're perfect. fact is, at times, God did have other leaders that were not perfect. And even Paul, in the book of Romans, was telling the people to respect the political, the governmental leaders, even if that meant Caesar, who was a godless pagan leader and a cruel dictator. Still, God is the one who has placed these people where they are, and we must respect the rightful authority placed in them. That is such a vital lesson. How do we as believers respect the authority as from God himself? But there is a limit on that. Whenever they tell you to do something totally and absolutely against God's word, then we are told that we have the freedom of conscience, but we must be willing to take the consequences of our conscience. We have to remember that God is dealing with this very unique chosen people. God has nurtured them, preserved them. He has brought them along from the time they were just a small clan, in the time of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and then growing them up into a nation. He has nurtured them along. He has preserved them, blessed them, protected them, and guided them. Because God is using the people of Israel as an instrument of revelation, by his dealing with Israel, revealing himself to Israel in such a clear, unprecedented way, God through them would witness to the other nations. And so this was a very important, crucial, strategic group of people. That's why you see God so insistent on teaching them to obey his commands, these principles that he put in place that would guard their hearts and minds to him. Even the tassels on the clothing mentioned in tonight's reading in chapter 15, even using clothing fashion to remind the people to obey God and trust in him. So you see, my friends, from tonight's reading... God is serious about our obeying Him. It's not obedience for obedience's sake, because that's legalism. Obedience is not an end in and of itself. Obedience is not the coin of the realm right now. Faith is, but we demonstrate our faith and our trust in God by obeying Him, obeying His commands. And so we see that obeying God is crucial to demonstrate our faith in Him, whether we're just a common person like this man that was gathering wood on the Sabbath day, or whether we're leaders, Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, who rebelled against the authority that God had placed in Moses. Wherever we serve God, it is our place to trust Him and obey Him. See you next time. Live with Soapy Dollar. Soapy reads from the New Living Translation by Kindle House Publishers. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across America, and your prayers and financial support are needed. Please mail your tax-deductible gift to The Bible Live, Post Office Box 18888. That's The Bible Live, P.O. Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas 78218. You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website, thebiblelive.com. Now don't forget, join us each weekday for the Bible Live with Soapy Dollars. Start today and in one year's time we will read and respond together to the entire Bible. Let the most important word you hear each day be God's word.